You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Who's ready for something better? For real. No, no. Who's ready for something? Who's ready for a better life? God kind of like, I mean, I mean, Jesus said, I I came that you may have life and have it to the fullest till it overflows. Uh, And we should live a better quality of life after having received Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. Yeah, we should. Boy, y'all clapping like y'all don't even believe that. Um, but if it's not happening, it's not God's fault. And we have to get to the place where we do what the word says. I talked some time ago, a message titled, there's a reason why it's not happening for you. And if things aren't happening, you know, we blame God for everything. You in control. He gave you the authority over the earth. He put that power into your hands. So everything that happens is not because God's doing it. No, we have to look back at our responses to what he has said. So I will begin, and I, and I study all week. I read and study and get information. So you're looking at hours of study. And you're trying to put it into a 35, 40-minute window. That's why sometimes, well, I'm a teacher, so it takes me a few weeks. If it's a series, sometimes it might be a, a message just for that day, but sometimes it's a series. But since... Um, we are believers, you know, no need to try to learn the whole Bible in 30 minutes. Amen. That's why we come to every service that's available. But he began to deal with me and write this down. And he said, there are those who have become dull of hearing. So we want to talk about the dangers. Will you say this? The dangers of being dull. Come on, say it. Are you okay? You see, now you done spent all your money on spring break. Now you want to come and sit and look at me like, I didn't tell you to go down there. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So, so uh, look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Restoration is coming. Amen. Um, the, dull, the dangers of being dull of hearing. Amen. Now, listen. Uh, write that down. So we're going to talk about that today, and I give you as much information as I can in these next few minutes. But um, if you receive this message, being that you act on it, it will literally change the trajectory, the direction, or the course of your life. If you act on it, it'll change the course of your life. If you act on it, it'll change your life for the better. If you act on it. And, and, and there are those in the body of Christ who have been saved far too long not to be any further than where you are. As a matter of fact, some have been so dull of hearing that they have actually begun to regress. And, 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 and let me say this. Nothing remains the same. Every day, I want you to get this. You are either progressing or regressing. You don't stay the same. You are either going forward or backwards. You don't stay the same. You are either, even if you really don't see the visible manifestation today, 
if you're making the right choices, you are still moving forward. But every day you are either going forward or backwards. Well, how do I know? It's in the fruit. If you are still bearing, bearing, that's a good indication that perhaps I need to change my response. And see, you can get so dull of hearing and rejecting God's word that, that you know, not only do you no longer believe it, and there's a lot of things that happen. That's why we're going to go over the dangers of it. But, but no, since you no longer believe it now, you, you, we start fabricating things or trying to make things happen. So since you think God's word doesn't work, which it does, now I start coming up with stuff and trying to make things happen, and it makes things that much more worse. So rather, since I don't trust God's system of increase, give, and it shall be given. Since I don't trust God's system, every opportunity you have to sow, sow because you don't know which one is going to produce either this seed or that seed. Since I don't trust God's system, if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. I start creating my own. That's why you see something. It's just some. Just not everybody. Not even in Georgia. In the last year, you've been the uh, owner of 25 different businesses. Because now I'm trying to do something and make something happen and it's making things if I would only trust God's system. Boy, y'all. And the reason that his system doesn't work for those uh, people who is not, is, does not bear, that's not producing fruit is because there is no response or the wrong response to his word. Man, this is good. And what happens now, you start blaming everybody else. It's Pastor Fault. It's the man's fault. Whoever the owner, we still haven't found the man. It's the man's fault. It's mama's fault. It's daddy's fault. It's their fault. And if I would only take responsibility for my ability, I realize it's nobody's fault. But mine. So this message, I want you to get this, write this down. This message is about taking a good, hard look at self. What's my response to God's word? This message is about taking a good, hard look at who? Self. What's my response to God's word? Okay? What's my reaction to God's message? From his messengers. Because Israel of old was notorious for being a stiff-necked, stubborn people. Rejecting God's messengers. Oh, yes. Man, three days after they crossed the, uh, the, the uh, coming out of the, the, uh, the Egypt, they were complaining. A month later, they were still complaining. A year later, they were still complaining. And when you reject God's way, you do things your way. What's your Notice, what's your response to God's word? Being that when I hear the word, see, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. That's why after every time, be it a, even if it's a prophetic utterance, there needs to be a response. 
What's my response when God's messengers say, the Spirit of the Lord just encouraged me to encourage you to do this? Or, do that? or do I just look at him and say, well, what are you up to now? See, see, then those are up. That's another message because now those are, th- those are thoughts that I need to deal with. And why am I thinking that way? What's my response to God's word? What's my response to others? What, I'm, what do I mean by that? See, here's what you have to realize. You're not responsible for how others treat you. Or you're not responsible for other people's response to you. But you are responsible for your response to them. I'll say that again. See, I'm not responsible for how you act. But I am responsible for my reaction to how you act. Because what's happening, you have people now who are waiting on you to respond. That's not how that works. Because as long as you're waiting on me to respond, you're going to be that much more agitated, frustrated, and upset because you're waiting on me. And that's where the frustrations come. But if you just respond to the word accordingly, you will still be cool, calm, and collected. And that changes how you see things, and it changes the whole situation. So no matter how crazy they act, I'm still cool because my response was the correct one. But I know I'm trying to put that where everybody can get it. Prime example, if you're waiting for them to get right. No. Matter of fact, James 4 says this. Now, in James chapter 4, he begins and he deals with uh, wisdom, worldly wisdom opposed to godly wisdom. In James chapter 4. Okay. He begins out talking about the worldly wisdom uh, opposed to heavenly wisdom and godly wisdom. How as believers, you know, it's not a good thing to trust in your wisdom, yourself. Trust in God's wisdom. Then he shifts that thing somewhere midstream and say, and he says this. Remember now, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. <laughs> so even though you mistreat me if I know that the, re- the response is to love you in return and don't do it I only hurt myself but if I respond accordingly and what we're doing well he acted ugly but, but I knew that I'm not supposed to act ugly in return so I'm supposed to so, so what is your response does that mean you put up with in everything? No, but I am still responding the right way. That doesn't mean I'm be a fool, but I'm going to do what's right. See, those who are looking, perhaps, I don't want to act like I know how you're thinking. But if I could, I would say that the lack of response are those individuals who are saying, I'm still Right. Watch this. Bent on those old mindsets. Because here's what you got to realize. As long as you know what to do, no matter how I act, you're still supposed to do what you know to do. But what we do, we get upset when others do whatever and my response is not right. Oh boy, this is oh same thing relative to the word. I cannot let, let, let me say something. God is not going to defy his word because you because you are Christian. The just to live by faith. 
So how do I respond to his word? Because I cannot be upset when my response was not in line with what he said. How can I be upset when I'm speaking more about my circumstances to God than to my circumstances about what God said about my circumstances? See, you hear people, yeah, today God is good. But tomorrow, I can't win for losing. Well, wonder why you're not winning. Look at your confession. I, ne I never have. You wonder why. And here's the thing. If you say it, your, mind, your, your, your body's going to come right into line with whatever you say. That's why I say, it, that's why the, the saying goes, if you free your mind, your rear end will follow. So if you free your mind, everything else will get right in line with the word. But since I'm talking in opposition to the word, and this is the thing about faith, whatever you say, it goes and get whatever you say and bring it back. So if you say sickness, oh, it goes and get it. Well, he, well you called for it. I didn't know. You, you said you're sick. So if you say I'm broke, it goes and get broke and bring it back. So no need to be upset when broke come back. Why? Because my faith, my faith called for it. Are you speaking in line with the word? And see, you, see, 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 you have to be so cool and so disciplined that no matter how far somebody gets on your nerve, how far the devil backs you up against the wall all, everything come out of your mouth for it is written <laughs> what did Jesus say for it is written thou shall not live by bread alone but by every word so that means my response should be in every word that come out of my mouth should be in line with the word of God what is your response because here's the thing see this is the thing about being a devil of healing. Devil of healing. When you don't respond, you just strengthen those stubborn mindsets. And you get to the place where you say, it ain't real. I don't believe it. It don't work. You know why? Because you never responded. Oh, my goodness. Man, I need an hour and a half today. And that's just to get started. James says, 4.17, remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do. This is his intent here. It didn't say you were a sinner. It's sin. You missed the mark. I'm not on target. Are you here? His intent here is to make the need for obedience to God very personal. See, you should take it personal. What's his response? Well, he didn't speak. Did you speak? See, 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 now we, there we go. I walked in the store and nobody said hey to me. Who did you say hey to when you walked in? See, see, we, 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 what was your response? You walked into the store. I, I came in here to spend money and nobody said hey to me. Who did you say hey to? See? It's quiet. But still, this is not going to benefit you if you don't respond to it. Now, I preface this by if you want to see a better quality of life, if you want things to change in direction, I got to start responding to the word. Are you here? Boy, I sure wish John was here to hear this. No, you need to hear this. See, that's the hypocrite. 
Everybody needed but you. No, you, you, I'm so glad I'm here. But James' intent here is to make the need for obedience to God very personal. Christianity does not accept the idea of passive spirituality. In other words, a response is required from all men. Christianity does not accept the idea of passive spirituality. Huh? Whatever, whatever. No. A response is required from all men. Hebrews 3, 12 through 19, God's word. Uh-huh. So now let me kind of build a foundation about this dull of hearing. You, 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 wanna, you want to be free? Rid yourself of being stubborn. Oh, stop being stubborn. No one man is an island unto himself. And you may know a lot, but you don't know everything. I, I, I mean, you know, about everything. When I say you, you in general. We're all a work in progress. We're all still growing and maturing. But see, you can hold to sacred cows those beliefs and things that are untrue, that, that, that's never been questioned so long that even in the face of truth, you reject it. For the traditions of men has made the word of God to be of none effect. In other words, man's words can be so deeply implanted into people's minds that even in the face of truth, uh, well, women still sit and wear pants. Why not? First of all, where's the verse that says they can't? This is an example. Well, my preacher says that when you go to church, you ought to look like something. What do you, what do you mean? What does that mean? You ought to put a suit on. What? No, 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 no. Looking like something is me walking, living the life that God has said. He, he's not looking at the outer. Man looks at the outer. God is looking at the heart. And that's the problem. You got people who are trying to fix up, trying to dress up this hog, but it's still a hog. God is looking to change that inside. God looks at the, if the heart is right. Come on in here anyhow. I don't know who that was for. You hear? And that was these people's problem here. They were stuck to Judaism. Moses' way. Oh, shoot. And, I, and I've told you before, the, in succinct, the whole uh, book of Hebrews is just about the supremacy of Christ. Jesus is better. Salvation is sufficient. So he is sufficient for salvation. So it deals with the priesthood of Jesus, being that he's enough. There's no need for anybody else. Okay? Oh, boy, this is good. Uh, and here, uh, what the writer, he's talking about how Christ is greater than Moses in the section we're about to read. What is he talking about? How Christ is greater than Moses. Okay? To the Jewish people, Moses was a great hero. He was. He had led their, led their ancestors to uh, which were the Israelites from Egyptian bondage to the border of the promised land. Okay? To the border of the promised land. Uh, the reason why they couldn't go in is because of their stubbornness, their unbelief. All these years of God proving himself and doing miracles, they still didn't believe. In the face of evidence, they still didn't believe. Are you here? Uh, this is the same Moses who had written the first five books of the Bible, or what is known to them as the Torah. He was the prophet. Whom God gave the law. You hear? He was the one, listen to this, that led them out of Egyptian bondage 
But the writer was explaining Christ is the one that leads us out of sin's slavery. Okay? So he was asking, why settle for Moses when you can have Jesus who appointed Moses? <laughs> His thing was, Moses prepared the way. Jesus is the way. Because they were struggling in their faith with this new covenant that is no longer based on your efforts. That was Moses' way. Do this, you're good. Sacrifice this, you're good. Which was all types and shadows. But I sacrifice once and for all. And you no longer have to go through all of these rituals and performances to be justified before God. Now when you receive me by faith, God sees you justified. Okay? Listen now. So his thing was, we're not saved through the works, but by faith in Jesus. And he goes on to say, when you hear his voice, don't, don't, don't be stubborn. Don't harden your hearts. Oh, man. This is what he's saying to them. He said, don't harden your hearts because the same group that Moses got to the border couldn't go in. Because their heart, they became stubborn. Don't be like them. They could not enter into his rest because of their unbelief. It wasn't mixed with faith. <laughs> Boy. You hear? Here goes Nugget. When we resist God's word or when we become stubborn or dull of hearing, it keeps us from entering into his rest or those promised promises. So some people aren't walking in certain things because they don't believe. <laughs> Can I say this? When, it, when, it, when it's between your way and God's way, please just, if I may offer some wisdom, just a word of wisdom. May I? May I? No challenge today. May I? Don't challenge me. May I? Okay. okay. Can I get a? Uh, okay, that's what's up. When, it's, <laughs> when, it, when it comes between your wisdom, God's wisdom, uh, your way, and Yahweh. His way will always be better than your way. His wisdom will always be more beneficial than your wisdom in relation between your way and Yahweh. Now, between you and John, that's between you and John. We're talking about Jesus. And you can become so stubborn like Israel of old that you actually think your way is better than Yahweh, the Lord. Will you say that my way is not better than Yahweh? Not Yahweh, Yahweh. Someone say Yahweh, y'all, y'all, who y'all? <laughs> Have we even read the verses? Oh, I just giving you some context about so when you read, you understand. Okay. So here we see the pearl of unbelief or stubbornness. This is what happens when we don't believe. Okay? Be careful, brothers and sisters. Do you see this? Brothers and sisters, that none of you ever develop a wicked, unbelieving heart. Why? Because it would turn you away from the living God. Let's just kind of take our time. When it, 
the unbelieving heart can turn you away. That's why when I never respond, it strengthens your beliefs and it makes God's word become less and less irrelevant. That is why, that's why if you're not re- constantly renewing your mind, you, you, you think, man, I know what he's saying, but, but oh, man, he, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, that's why a lot of people, they, they, because some of what is being presented looks nothing like the God of the Bible. Because people are following their way and not Yahweh. Ooh. Ah, encourage each other when every day while you have the opportunity. If you do this, none of you will be deceived by sin and become stubborn. Are we encouraging encouraging each other? If I hear you talking contrary to the word, my job is to, you know what? When you start talking like that, that's not what the word says. Oh, boy. Then we hear this, this foolish terminology. I'm just keeping it real. Well, what does the word say? Because if the word says something other than what you just said, you are keeping it wrong. Please, everyone, especially some of you who are newly converted, follow us who are following Christ. Okay, no, 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 because, because you can follow the wrong one and, and stumble because when the blind lead the blind, so, so don't latch a hold of somebody who's not interested. And following God, boy, because people are asking, oh, I ain't happening for me. And man, I done did. And they start lying to them. I come to church. Blessings don't come because you come to church. I mean, they're not manifested. They're already there, but they're not manifested because you come to church. I gave. Now, here's the operative word than that. Yeah, but did you give what he said? Because you can give and it not be what he said. And you convince yourself that I gave. Boy, this is so good. Just, just a survey, don't raise your hand. How many responded to the exhortation that went forth last Sunday? Or did you? <laughs> and it, that could have been the very thing that God was trying to use. To, and, and, and can I say this? Anytime the exhortation go forth, have this attitude. Because God knows I may not do what he said, but I'm going to do something. But not to do anything. See, that's stubborn. Even when it comes to this word, I know that he acting this way, she acting that way, or they doing this. I'm not going to do like them, but I will do something. And that something would be respond the way God said to respond. Verse 14, after all, we remain Christ's partners only if we continue to hold on to the original confidence until the end. Scripture says, if you hear God speak when? Today. Don't be Spirit of God just laid on my heart. I don't want, what is it? Because this could be the very thing that I need to get me. Why? Because we live by faith. Now watch this. Trusting in God. And when God, when we operate in faith, supernatural things happen. Things that we cannot deny nor that can we explain. And God gets all the glory. And that's what makes believers out of unbelievers. When 
they see us doing it with a lot of ease and in their minds where well, I have more, I'm this more, I'm that, I'm that. How is it that they are living better than me and on paper and how things look, I should be the one. Uh-uh. Because there's no difference if I'm doing the same thing the heathen is doing to try to do what he or she is doing. What's the difference? I'm in that same rat race. The whole purpose of receiving Jesus was for us to exit the worldly rat race. I'm not interested in doing anything the way the world does it. Boy, be no longer conformed to this world. Scripture says if you're here today, don't be what? Don't be what? Stubborn. Don't be stubborn like who? Those who rebel. Talking about Israel of old. That first generation had the one for 40 years. Only those who entered the promised land was Joshua and Caleb and those 19 and younger. Imagine that. You at the door. I can see it. Uh, you waited. I mean, you waited all you waited the whole year to go to Disneyland. I mean, the whole year. You saved up 13 years just to be able to take you and your you and your kids. And 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 you get there and you can see everybody riding, having fun. And I mean you and, and you stuck at the gate. Because you didn't believe. Disney, Six Flags. Okay, that better? Six Flags. No, that's not the promised land. That's, that's not the promised land. Okay. Who heard God, they did what? They heard God and what? Rebel. Do you hear God and rebel? When Holy Spirit say, hey, go walk here and apologize. Did you say bump that person? Or did you say, Holy Spirit, you're right. Let, let me go apologize. <laughs> if, if you're harboring unforgiveness, bitterness, you're in rebellion. Not, especially when you know that I need to go ahead and forgive this cat. See, see we, we still don't want to hear this. The stubborn people still, boy, you don't know what they did. You don't know how it felt. That hurt. At the end of the day, what's your response? See, 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 let, let's, let's, let's filter through all the nonsense. Did you know what the word said? Pastor, I, I read it a time or two. <laughs> Did you do what it said? Uh, well. And watch this. And you know why it's hard for something to respond? Because They've done went so long without responding that they're so spiritually weak that, that I, I, you know, I, 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 I heard, I heard, but I passed. You, you don't know. Then we start making excuses. It hurt. But did you know? But see, if you didn't know, I'll give you that one. But if you knew, oh, you, oh, trouble, trouble. Verse, what verse? Okay, verse, verse 16. Who heard God and rebelled. See, what, what Jesus, he was trying to show them that, man, listen, I understand Moses' way. But, or what the writer said, I, I know you understand Moses' way, but Jesus, I know you are, are, are gripped by Moses' way, but Jesus' way is superior. He was trying to say, don't, 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 don't go back what you used to know. That, that ain't that way anymore. Mama told me, you, mama told me. See, now, See, mama, uh, 
Mama needed a spanking too. So, daddy, my daddy told me, see, Daddy, mm. yeah, Pastor, but the other week you told me. Proverbs 18.6. But watch this. I gave you Bible. I gave you Bible. So when they act a fool, pop them in. But I gave you Bible. Let's move on because I see something now to fight you for. That's why I was here. I wanted to hear that. Yeah. That's why I came. That's why I came. That's what I wanted to hear. Give me a reason why I can play. Yeah. See, look at that stance. Yeah, I ain't forgot. Yeah. See, huh? <laughs> Boy, that's, huh? Okay. That, it, it's up. That's the only, you got that verse plastered all over the house. Proverbs 18, the only verse they <laughs> Just walk around looking for a fight. Yeah. What? Oh, you said hello. How you doing? Okay. Just walk around with that fist balled up. Just... Some of y'all walked in here this morning. Hey, Pastor. I'm like, why you got you? And got Proverbs 18.6 tattooed on their hand. <laughs> Verse 17. With whom God was angry. Listen, for 40 years he was angry with those who sinned and died in the desert. They knew what to do, but they didn't do it. And God started to wipe them out. But Moses said, Lord, don't, don't do that to the people. Oh, don't do that, Lord. Praying for them. Don't, don't kill them, Jesus. Just, just let them look and just fade out. Don't, don't, don't kill them. I don't, that that might have been worse just looking at Dog, I mean, man, can I get a little piece of that? What does that taste like? It tastes good. <laughs> Who did God swear would never enter his place of rest? He was talking about those who didn't obey him. So we see that they couldn't enter his place of rest because they what? didn't believe. You know why they didn't believe? Because they had become stubborn. Now, we just seen. Now, we lead, I'm building it, okay? We just seen here the writer was presenting Jesus' superiority over Moses. And encourage the people, man, don't, don't be stubborn. That's why you have to be pliable. When you, listen, when, when you are born again and you become part of a church, you have to be open to receive the truth of God's word. And, and don't be so gripped by what you thought you knew. And when you hear truth and see it, be open to receive it. Oh, that ain't true. How do you know? They say stuff like, this don't sound right. But you see it in the word. Why you do that? Proverbs 18.6. Talking like a fool. And it says a fool's mouth calls for blows. <laughs> Did he just smack me in the mouth? Yeah, why? Because you sound like a fool. Has anybody tried that yet since you left all of a sudden? Just walked us up. Oh, girl, what happened? He's talking like a fool. Wake up. So, so he, here's where we get our text. Here's where we get our text in Hebrews 5. 
11 and 12, New King James Version. Now here the writer is showing that Jesus is the perfect high priest and how Jesus' priesthood was superior than Aaron's priesthood because Jesus' priesthood was after the order of Melchizedek, which made his priesthood more superior than that of Aaron's, where in Aaron's priesthood, priests died, whereas priests, they live forever in Christ. Excuse me. Notice the old covenant is the new covenant contained. The new covenant is the old covenant explained. So everything in the old covenant, you, there was a lot of symbolism, types and shadows. So those priests, that's why people had to go to the priests. Even though, even the priests couldn't forgive sins, they all used a scapegoat, even for themselves. But they died out. So, I mean, I can't trust in that. And if we all die, but Christ, of course, we all live. And he lives forever. That's why uh, Hebrews tells us that whenever you tithe, it's a witness that you're saying he's still living. He is superior. Okay? You hear? So Christ, here the writer shows that Christ's priesthood is superior than that of Aaron's. But he pauses. This is what we're going to pick up in verse 11. He pauses in this discussion because it was hard to explain. Even though, now, it wasn't hard to explain because it was just impossible it was hard to explain because the people had become dull of hearing. So it was difficult for them to hear. It, they didn't want to hear it. You know somebody trying to tell you, but you still stuck on? Well, instead, they could have received it, but because of the stubbornness, they couldn't receive it. And, and so let's pick up verse 11. And this is what it says. He says, ready, let's read. Of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become what? So, he, so it, it wasn't that they couldn't get it. They had become dull of hearing. Man, you're not listening. You know what you're talking about? Yeah. And they're looking up, whistling, texting, and doing everything. First of all, that's very disrespectful. <laughs> and you know when people, you on the phone, you know when people are doing something, and they saying yes to everything. Yeah, you're right. I'm right. I know, right? That's what's up. And you hear him. You know, that's you texting. What you doing? I'm listening. There's a $5,000 check uh, waiting for you. Uh, and all you have to do is just go pick it up. And so, so, so. Yeah. Oh, for real? Okay. All right. And they run out of gas, you know, on the way home and call me. I need to borrow some money. Borrow some money. I just told you you have five thousand dollars. When you said that, <laughs> when you were, <laughs> verse twelve. For though, listen to this. By this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. He said, man, you have been in this word far too long to still be in the same spot. You should be teaching others this now. But since you are so dull of hearing, we got to start over again with you. Dull of hearing. Let me write to you. It, it, it's the Greek word nothros. And it means to be sluggish or literally to be lazy. Boy. Northros, sluggish, or literally lazy. You hear this? So from 
a biblical perspective, this stuff, this dull of hearing, it's one who has become late, too tired to do the word, too slothful to do what it says. So being dull of hearing, it indicates laziness. I want you to write that down. Now, for those who are about to get indignant, it doesn't mean that you are necessarily lazy in every area of your life. Because uh, some, some will get up and go to work every day. So, you know, so some people do, you know, they're steadfast in various things. But in this instance, it's making reference to you being lazy in the application of God's word and learning his word, applying his word. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.